Hello everyone, welcome back to Tea Time with Tea. I'm your host, Teresa. Listen up, if you are rethinking careers or reassessing your goals, this episode is for you. Meet my guest, Jed Lewin. He is a Manhattanite, New York native, lawyer, and a seasoned real estate sales agent in none other than New York City. Jed shares how the 0809 recession gave him the opportunity to reassess his goals, which eventually led him to a more fulfilling career in real estate. Let's get into it. Jed, how are you? Welcome to Tea Time with Tea. Hey, Tea. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. I'm super excited for you to be here. Um, Jed, you are an awesome real estate agent at Triple Mint Real Estate. And we know, like, just from looking at your portfolio and knowing you, and if you're not following Jed on Instagram already, you need to follow him. Um, but we Hashtag know Jed the Broker. Exactly. And we know you're a killer agent, but what a lot of people probably don't know about you, or maybe they do, um, that you were a lawyer prior to getting into real estate. And I'm excited to hear about that and hear about your journey. But first, I want you to take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, So I am a New York City native. I've lived here on the island of Manhattan basically my entire life. Um, most of it lived below 29th Street, but now I live up in Harlem with my family. Um, so I am like a true New Yorker. I did go to law school and, and I did practice law for many years. Um, I was a commercial litigator. So I represented big companies suing other big companies or being sued by other big companies, um, usually over financial matters, breach of contract and business torts, stuff like that. Um, and I did that for many years. And then I reached a point in my career. So I, I like to say that I'm a, a recovering lawyer. So <laughs> I'm still like licensed. It. I'm still licensed. Um, I'm still an active member of the bar. Um, but I don't practice law anymore. But it definitely helps in what, in what we do now. So yeah, my transition was, um, I was working, I started my career at a great big law firm and I had a really awesome experience there. And then I went to a smaller firm with fewer attorneys to get more hands-on experience, more experience running my own cases. Um, And when I had reached a point in my career where I really needed to decide, all right, do I really make a push to become partner or do I start to think about something else? That period of my career coincided with the financial crisis of 08, 09. And our lawyers were as busy as ever, but our clients weren't paying our bills. So, so all of our big clients, a lot of like real estate developers and tech companies and everyone in 08 and 09 after the Lehman collapse and, you know, the whole everything collapsed, um, our clients weren't paying their bills. So our partners had all taken out second mortgages on their homes to keep the lights on basically because we were all doing the work, but no one was paying us. And I looked around at all these guys who were running the firm and they were so stressed um, and their lives are just terrible. And they, like I said, I all took out second mortgages. And I looked at them and I said, if this is my goal to be one of these guys, 
I need a new goal. Were you also stressed at that moment as well? I was stressed um, because I was worried about the business, but it wasn't my business. So as you know, I was an employee of the firm. I was, I was a senior associate and I was of counsel, um, but I was getting a paycheck. So I, w- I wasn't stressed beyond like the normal stress of working 80 hours a week on high pressure litigation. Um, but those guys who had the jobs that I was aspiring to were just absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just reassessed, you know, what do I want from my life? Um, if this is what I'm aiming towards, I need to change direction because this doesn't look that good to me. So at that time, Bloomberg, the financial company, was building a new legal information product it's called Bloomberg Law. And they were hiring up all sorts of legal talent from around the city. Basically, all the people, they were very opportunistic and very smart. They were hiring all the attorneys who were being laid off from all the big firms. Um, and there was just you know, thousands and thousands of lawyers being laid off um, for the same reason that my firm was struggling. So I joined Bloomberg Law, um, and I was there for many years. Um, and I transitioned from several different roles. I started off um, as a legal analyst writing articles about litigation and doing stuff like that um, into sort of to like product development and project management of building this information system. And then I moved into a role where I was basically selling the product to law schools and then federal courts and government agencies all over the country. So that was my first taste of um, like sales, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was there for many years and that was, that was a great part of my career too. But then I got tired of corporate life and I had like a whole series of things sort of coinciding at once. I had just gotten married. Um, my wife and I were expecting our son, Charlie. Um, I had turned 40 and I was really, really dissatisfied with what I was doing, um, and who I was doing it for and the compensation structure of, you know, work as hard as you possibly can to hope for a two or 3% increase mm-hmm. next year, no matter like how far I outperformed my metrics. It didn't matter. Like I was going to get X plus 2% if I was lucky. It was basically um, so, capped. Yeah. There was no yeah. reward. Like I would have had to leave to go somewhere else to see a, a dramatic increase in my income. And I would have had to keep doing that, keep like working up and then leaving to go somewhere else for more money. And I just got really tired of, of that lifestyle and that mindset. So my wife and I had like a long conversation about it and it was really her idea. Um, she suggested real estate for me and it was just the best decision. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I was like, I'm kind of curious as to why she suggested real estate to you. Well, yeah, so we were talking about, you know, what what we wanted from our lives and what I wanted from my career. Um, and what I really wanted was to work for myself, um, to take a chance, to take a risk, to be entrepreneurial and build a business. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, how do you decide what area you want to focus on? What thing do you want to build or make or do or sell? And I just thought about, you know, I had, I had been basically like in the legal business world for 15 years. Um, what do I really know? So I had like an area of expertise, but I also didn't have like, there was no other like legal information company that I was dying to go work for or any startups I was dying to go work for. 
So I just thought about like, where does my best chance to make money? And like, what would I have fun doing? And what do I, what do I sort of know? And what's the one thing that my great network needs, right? Like I know a lot of lawyers, so I could like, I have lawyers who I could sell something legal to, but one thing that every single person I know needs, no matter what they do is a place to live. So that was pretty much how I thought about it. It's like, how do I maximize this network of incredible, wonderful people I've spent a lifetime building? Um, And the best way for me to do that was through real estate. I love that. And there's so many aspects of your story that I absolutely love in terms of one being 40 years old and pivoting into real estate, into this career that you do have a sense of what you have to do, but not knowing fully of, am I going to be successful at this? Am I going to be able to really now become my own boss and create? I think one thing that you said about being an attorney is that you were kind of capped at one point, whereas real estate, there's no cap. You could just keep earning and earning and earning. Um, But was there ever, did you ever, once you were getting into it, and again, um, experience any fear? Were you scared or were you confident that, okay, I could make this work. I could do this. I have um, a great network. I already worked a little bit in sales. I'm also this amazing attorney. I could kind of pull all of these things together and really roll with it. Yeah, so I, I did have fear um, and I had self-doubts. Um, I, I think you're kind of crazy if you don't, but you need to take a risk. Um, and I was in a very, very fortunate position where uh, my wife and I sat down and said, look, if, you know, if I try this for six months and I'm a total failure, I don't do any deals. I don't do any business at all. We're not going to starve. Like six months is not going to kill us. So let me take a risk. And if in that six months I demonstrate some sort of aptitude or I can see there's a path towards making this a viable career. Awesome. And if not, then I've got something to fall back on. Like I can go to another law firm or I can go to a legal tech company or I can go to, you know, really anything. Um, So I, I was worried because, you know, like I said, I was about to have, a child and I was, now I'm supporting a family. It's not just me. Um, so it was a big risk, but like I said, we, we weren't going to starve. We were in a very fortunate position of saying like, yeah, I can try it out for six months and let's hope for the best. And I did. And, um, you know, the first two business, the first two years in the business are, are tough because you are building something from scratch. Like it doesn't matter who you are, or who, you know, um, you are building something from nothing. And, and it takes two years. And everyone told me it was going to take, you know, the first two years are going to be tough. And then you will see um, exponentially increasing returns. And that has, that has been my experience. It's tough, but you have to stick it out. Real estate is not the kind of thing where it's like a hobby. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe there's some people who can get by on one or two or three deals a year. Sure. Um, and, you know, Everyone says, oh, it's so flexible. You make your own schedule and you work for yourself and whatever. Yeah, it's flexible. Like I could take a day off, but um, you really really need to be entrepreneurial and really focused on servicing your existing clients and generating new ones. 
all yeah, the time. Absolutely. The time. And I love that you brought that up because I do hear it very, very often that you're in real estate, you have your own schedule, you could take a day off if you want. And I will tell you this, when I first started, when I got my license in 2016, I was working part-time and I quickly realized that, again, like you said, if you want to do a few deals a month and make a couple thousand dollars, yes, absolutely, you can do it. But getting into it full-time, it's a whole different ball game. And I would say um, I really got to see the difference from when I was doing it part-time in 2016 to fully transitioning into real estate as of 2020 and now doing yeah. this full-time, I'm like, I'm up eight o'clock in front of my computer, answering emails, um, just setting my day, like how do I want my day to look? Um, and day to day, it does change. And maybe once in a while you will have a day off, but I'll tell you this right now, I haven't had much of a day off, which That's is right. good. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I work as hard now, if not harder than I ever did when I was practicing law, but the difference is I'm working for myself. And the other difference is there's a direct correlation between input and output. So, you know, you can, you can bill a million hours as a lawyer and, you know, maybe get a small bonus, but you're not, you're not going to get paid a lot more just because you work so hard. Um, in real estate, there's a direct correlation between how much you make based on how much effort you put in and how much, you know, how many clients you're able to service. I have a question for you. Have you ever felt that, especially in the beginning, because right now, again, I feel like just relating back to me and being in the beginning phases where you felt like you were putting in a ton of work and a ton of hours and ha weren't really seeing a return on, on your time, really. Um, did you ever feel discouraged and maybe have like that feeling of like, okay, why am I doing this? I, I've never really questioned why I'm doing this because I know why I'm doing this. It's, it is, um, I, I enjoy it. I get to help people every day. I find it fun. I find it sexy. And, you know, while sometimes you could work really hard on something and it may not pay off, other times you do almost no work and it does pay off. So, like, there's, there is a correlation between how much effort you put in and, and the results you get. It's not always one-to-one. -one. But, you know, generally speaking, I don't mind doing hard work. I, I love doing hard work and working long hours because I know that whether it's today or tomorrow or two months from now, it's going to pay off. Absolutely. And I agree a thousand percent with that. Um, I would say for me personally, it, within that first year, especially starting in a year where there was a pandemic and mm -hmm. it's still ongoing, but... I looked back at 2020 and I loved what I was doing. I loved the people that I was meeting. I, I was learning so much and soaking up so much information also. And I think for me to look back at myself in 2020 and say, I, I, it was a crazy year and a ton of stuff like happened, but I really like this job and I want to keep doing yeah. it. And I think um, for anyone who is looking to get into real estate full time, like you have to want it and you have to be willing to put in the work. And like you said, you might have that um, two years, like the two year hump of like really trying to 
learn the industry, build your clientele, um, kind of get your name out there um, yeah. to really and get ready to fly. Totally. And, and, you know, there's, I was very fortunate um, this past year, 2020, I was able to help several people who um, were looking to purchase homes in the city during the lockdown, but we weren't able to show properties in person. So to be able to establish trust, to establish a rapport with people, to, um, to gain their confidence and to instill confidence in them, to know that they, were, that they could trust my advice, to show them properties virtually and have them buy properties, million dollar properties that they never set foot in without ever having met me. Um, without ever having seen the property, without me having ever met the other agent, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was a, a great feeling that I was able to create that level of trust in my clients and to help them achieve their goals in a really challenging time. Uh, that's, that's extremely rewarding. You know, like your clients will always be looking to you for advice and guidance and help. Um, but in a circumstance like that, how do you know if this is a good investment of your million dollars? That's, that's a lot of money. Yes. Um, so like, it just made me feel really proud and, um, and rewarded to be able to help them guide them through this difficult time. I love that. Do you think online home shopping will be the future where it's like that interaction with not having to, well, lack of interaction of, um, not physically being able to go into a property? I think it, it will remain. Um, you know, the advances in virtual tours and 3D tours have made it a lot easier to visualize being in the apartment without being in the apartment. But there is, there is nothing that will ever replace being able to feel what it's like in an apartment. Mm-hmm. What it's able to, like what it, what it is to feel it, to hear it, to smell it to experience it not from the perspective of a six foot two agent or a five foot two agent or a uh, you know a steady cam but through your own eyes and your own nose and your own ears to experience the place um, I don't think that will ever go away absolutely I agree with that it's a, and it's one of those things it's like when you know you know um, and you need to get in there to to know yeah um so love that love that you were able to transact and do business during covid but also again i think it speaks a lot about you as a person and really being able to build that trust with your clients which is very special um i want to get into a little bit of jet talks yeah because i love it I know a lot of people that I've been speaking to thinks that you're hilarious, but also like very, you're informative and it's a little bite, bite-sized pieces of um, information, which I love and very digestible. And of course, um, I'm lucky because <laughs> you're my colleague. And if I have a question, I feel like I could just, hey, Jed, help me out with this or give me advice totally. on this. Um, but Tell us a little bit about Jed Talks. What is it about? Um, and tell us about the next season. Season three. Um, so Jed Talks was one of the first things that I, I did when I came over to Triple Mint. Um, the marketing resources was what 
I was really drawn to. Um, and I remember attending one of our colleague, Tyler Whitman's triple your business with Tyler Whitman. Um, and he talked about his experience doing video and how it had completely changed his business. Um, how he just started putting videos up and went from, uh, a sales manager to a sales agent to making a million dollars basically in, in a year. And I thought, well, I can do that. I mean, I, I can't do the same videos that Tyler does. I'm a completely different person. Mm -hmm. I have a completely different personality. Um, he had been in the industry for 10 years. I'd been in the industry for a year and a half. Um, so I wasn't coming at it from the same place, but just the, the idea of, if you put it out there and people see it, the whole point of it, the whole point of video marketing and internet marketing in general is just to remind your sphere of influence, hey, just a real estate agent. And it's to be consistent about it. And everyone thinks they look bad on camera and everyone hates their voice on, on camera or on tape. I, I mean, I hate listening to my voice right now. <laughs> um, but so what, right? Like what's the worst thing that happens? my friends think I, I look dumb or I think my hair's out of place or I wish I hadn't worn that suit. Like who cares? Just do Jed, it. Just put it out there. I was going to say Jed also ha always has like a very good hair day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I started doing uh, Jed talks um, two years ago and the response has been great. Like it's led to business. It's led to um, a huge growth in my social, social media presence and um, following. Um, I definitely get business from it. Um, I've had people contact me directly via um, Instagram, people I've never met who just will DM me and say, hey, I follow you. Um, I'm having trouble selling my condo. Can you, would you come check it out? Um, I do a lot of social media on Instagram. I do a lot of social media advertising on or marketing on um, LinkedIn, which has been a great source of business for me. Um, because that really connects into the, uh, the network of people who I'm trying to connect with, the, mm -hmm. you know, the professionals in my sphere. I love that you said that you use LinkedIn because it's connecting you to the people that you want to get connected with and work with. So I, I, I'm very yeah. particular about, about who I want to be working with. Right. And I create content that. I think we'll speak to those people and that I want, I want to get that content in front of people. Um, so like with Jed talks, for instance, um, I do episodes for sellers and I do episodes for buyers and I don't do episodes for renters or right. landlords because that's not where I want to focus my business. Um, and when I do my episodes for sellers, I'll release them in the time of years where people are starting to think about, maybe I want to list soon. And when I time my videos for buyers, they're timed for when buyers are beginning to look. Um, so I'm intentional about it. Uh, I'm intentional about the content I create. But again, these are 53 second videos. These are, I mean, to call it bite size is generous. Yes. It's, it's 53 seconds of, you know, hopefully something informative, hopefully something amusing. And that's it. Absolutely. And I, and I think for me, like right now, um, I am, my focus is 
really on renters. So a lot of things that you'll see on my Instagram right now um, is properties that I have for rent or amazing video tours of properties that I have been previewing. And that's like my, that's on my story. And so I think when you say be intentional with what you post and also like the group that you want to target, um, whether that will be on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook. I know a lot of people love using Facebook yep. and I, I don't at the moment and I might need to pivot, but um, I love that. I, I also want to say, I know you have a little bit of passion for acting. So does that come yeah. through on Jet Talks? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love performing. I, I hate the way I look when I do it, but I do, I do love getting to let loose. Like the way I would describe Jed Talks is like, it's a serious person not taking himself seriously, right? Because I mean, being a serious person is my, is my persona, right? I'm, I'm an experienced attorney who's going to guide you and help you and make this process that is challenging and confusing and stressful a little easier. But I'm also going to try and make it a little fun too. Absolutely. And I think it fits your personality so perfectly. Um, we are going to get into some rapid fire questions. All right, here we go. So since you're an attorney, what is your favorite legal TV show? Ooh, I've always been a big Law & Order fan. Just always. a regular old school Law & Order or original, SVU? Original old school Law & Order. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, you grew up in Gramercy Park, but you now live in Harlem. Mm -hmm. Which is your favorite neighborhood? My favorite neighborhood is East Village. Oh. Yeah, I love it over there. All of my favorite restaurants favorite shops, just, I, I love the energy of the East Village. I've always loved the energy of the East Village ever since I was a little kid. I think it's fun and exciting and um, cool, back when cool meant something. And um, I just it's love it. It's still cool, it's still it's, cool. It's, it's gritty, it's, it's funky. Like there's no other part of the city that has the same energy. I love that. Do you see yourself moving back to the East Village or moving into the East Village? I don't. I don't. Um, but I love being there. I, yeah. I hope I would love to be closer to it, um, but I will still go down there whenever I can or whenever I'm anywhere close to the area. Um, my favorite restaurant is there. Um, I, I just love it. What's, what's your favorite restaurant in the East Village? Well, a year ago, if you'd asked me that question, I would not have told you Ooh. because I, I have for 20 years closely guarded this secret. I didn't want anyone else going to my favorite restaurant because I never wanted to have to wait for a table at my favorite restaurant. Jed, you have to spill the tea. But now we're <laughs> in a completely different, completely different world. And I want everyone, everyone listening to Tea Time with Tea to go to my favorite restaurant, Hastaki. It is a, a traditional Tokyo-style Japanese sushi place um, on 9th Street between 2nd and 3rd. It's down a few steps. It's been there since 83, 84. Um, 
it's one of like the original restaurants of the neighborhood that's still there. Um, and it's fantastic. It's authentic. It's like the quality you cannot beat it, but it's just a neighborhood place. So, um, go check it out. I My love that. I love that. And you might bump into Judd. That's right. <laughs> okay. Last question. And we ask all our, well, actually before the last question, for a newer agent who's getting into real estate, what is your number one tip or advice for them? Hmm. Well, is this someone who is thinking about getting into it or who's already into it? Because Ooh. it's different. <laughs> That's when, when, a good question. Yeah. My, so, Let's do both. So for, for someone who tells me that they're thinking about getting into real estate, um, I'm, I'm going to ask them why. And I attended a Tom Ferry seminar a few years ago and Ryan Serhant came to speak. Uh, and he said something that I thought was just fascinating. He said, people come up to him all the time and tell him, you know, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. I really love real estate. I really love architecture. Um, and his response to them is, if you really love real estate and you really love, you know, go become a real estate developer. If you really love architecture, go become an architect. This is sales. Do you like sales? Do you like closing deals and negotiating and you know, hustling and, and, and really busting it to close sales because that's what this job is. Like, yeah, you get to see apartments, which is cool, but this is sales. So if your answer is, I really like architecture or I really like interior design, you know, go become an interior designer. There's a lot, a lot easier ways to do it than this. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and then for like a, a new agent who's asking me what, what advice I would give, um, two pieces. The, the first, I mean, the, the obvious one, I'm not even going to count that, like just count on the fact that the two, first two years are going to be hard. But my first two pieces of advice are really, um, you must believe in yourself. Like you cannot do this halfway. You have to jump in with both feet. You have to tell everyone in the world that you're a real estate agent and you, you must dedicate yourself to it because this is a real, I mean, there's like 30,000 real estate agents in the city. Why are they going to choose you? You have to, you have to prove that you're worthy of it. Um, the other thing I'll say is whatever, whatever you think your job is as a real estate agent, you're probably wrong. What we, what we do, like the most important thing for you to focus on is customer service and lead generation. And if you're not focused on both of those things all the time, you're not going to be a successful real estate agent. Absolutely. It, it, at the end of the day, it's a people's business. And yes, the yeah. numbers do matter, but customer service is such a big part of our job. Um, last but not least, Jed, our very last question, and it comes from Joshua Juno. If you right. were feeling... Um, lazy or down or unmotivated, what is something that you do to pick yourself back up? Yeah, that's a great question because it happens all the time. Um, I, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a like high energy rah-rah person. Um, 
And sometimes I just don't want to do it. Or sometimes something knocks me down and I'm like, you know, taking a minute to get back up. So on the, on the, like, what do you do when you get knocked down front of it? It's um, you're going to get knocked down a lot. So take a minute. I think, I think uh, some people have referred to it as the five minute funeral grieve, whatever, whatever just transpired that knocked you down, acknowledge it, think about it, learn from it and move on. And then, you know, how do I psych myself up? Music, dance songs, dance party, um, either by myself. If I'm walking down the street, if I'm walking into a listing pitch, I've got a song that I play. Um, if I'm trying to like get psyched up to like start the day off right, I've got a song that I play. Um, I'm happy to share those if you want them. Yes, I was going to say, what are your favorite songs? So for like my morning, like wake up, bring up the energy, like get the day started with a big smile. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I love, I love it. it. I just, I let's just like crank it up as loud as my, as my speakers will go and I will, and I'll just dance and I love it. Um, and when I'm walking into a big meeting or a listing pitch or something, I play Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zevon. I haven't and, heard that one. I have to listen. Uh, check it out. Um, it, there's something about it that, it's the beat, it's the, it's the tone, it's this, it, it just gives me like a strut. I get a little swag from it <laughs> and I love it. It totally just puts me in the right mindset to, to like, I am confident, I have got this. And that's why I like walking into meetings. I love that. I love that. Well, Jed, I know that you and I both need to jet out of here. We have so many things going on. But thank you so much for being part of Tea Time with Tea. This was so much fun. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Jed, where can my listeners find you and connect with you? Yeah. Um, first, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I, uh, I just love being on the show. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Jed the Broker. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Jed Lewin, Esquire. Yeah. Perfect. We will link it in the bio and you have a good day. Thank you so much, awesome. Jed. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.